You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, like the guy before me just said. I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. That wasn't that long. We're right back at it. Yeah. New episode. Regular episodes uh, again. Woo. It's a scary thing. You gotta stay on top of it. <laughs> so, give us just... A blip of information about uh, we got we just found out about the River, River City Art Festival thing. Is that what it's called? River City Comics Art Festival. Comics Art Festival, and uh, we're going to be talking about it for months coming up. The build up to it, and you were going to explain how the cosplay contest is going to work this year. Yeah, there's only five months to go. July 28th, Marietta, Ohio, River City Comic Arts Festival. As we're recording, I just announced it publicly today, so people just found out about it. Had over a thousand views on Facebook within a couple hours. People were thank you for sharing it and getting the word out. So yeah, our we've got a website, RiverCityComicCon.com, and then but the, again, like most of our stuff, because we're middle aged men, it's on Facebook. <laughs> River City Comic Arts Festival. So yeah, I had a question. Somebody asked me about the cosplay contest because any we're we're changing up formats a little bit this year, like I explained last episode. But any comic convention or festival has to have cosplay. It's the driving force of a lot of stuff. People love the costumes, wearing them, taking pictures of them, seeing the uh, creativity out there. So we're not changing that for sure. But I wanted to switch things up because every year we've had, you know, 2 p.m. come enter the cosplay contest. And it's a 45-minute thing of people standing in line and walking up on a stage and judges asking questions. So we're switching it up. We are having... I haven't. We need to figure out a name for it, but they're secret judges. I like your gorilla. Gorilla. Gorilla cause fair. Yes. <laughs> Someone in a gorilla costume will be sneaking around. <laughs> on. So seated throughout the convention will be people I trust and cosplay experts and fans who will be keeping an eye out for the best, most creative, coolest costumes. And we're going to have some prizes. You do not have to be there at any specific time. There is no specific uh, entry or anything. They're just going to, if something really cool comes in the door, or a family has a cool, you know, themed costume, or somebody's really into character and does something cool, we're just going to give away prizes throughout the day. There's no set number. I might give away a whole bunch. might give away a few, depending on who's there. But, yeah, we're just going to stealthily give away prizes. And take your picture and put it on social media. Right, right. We'll blast you all over yeah. social media. So you win. Everybody on social media will see your picture and everything, but... You may receive, a, you know, a prize to go along with it, but it's, there's not yeah. going to be like a. The show doesn't have to come to a halt. Right. right. That yeah. is a good way to describe it because yeah. most shows, everyone leaves the sales floor to right. go watch the costumes. It's a big crowd. It's a big mess, and it's a long time. So we're just celebrating all day long, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So anybody could be a judge. So you better be impressing everyone as you walk by. <laughs> Smiles, everyone! Smiles. <laughs> Okay. Let's, you know what? Oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm going to judge Cliff right now. <laughs> that was an epic fail. Now, I was just going to say, uh, 
You know what drop we haven't heard in a while? I do. <laughs> I do know what drop we haven't heard in a so while. so antsy to play it. <laughs> Ah, I love that. Um, it's short and it's good. Yeah, Star Wars. We're just going to talk about Star Wars here for a couple. Is minutes. that probably the first drop you made? You could fit fifteen of those into your. Yeah. yeah, now you're getting fancy. With well, other stuff. to be honest, now I didn't actually make that one. Well, yeah, Michael made that. Oh, well, that's one. true. Yeah, oh. that was the very first one, and yeah. I think we just fancy. we had the idea for it. We said, yeah. "Do this." And he did it, and we've used it ever since. <laughs> Remember when you could just do that? <laughs> you could just say, do this. It didn't happen very often. Anyway, there's all kinds of Star Wars all the time, but you know, well, we're in, yeah. we're, we are in anticipation for Episode 9 at the end of this year. Oh, this! I'm so... I'm going to just relish the whole year of looking forward to it, because, you know, we... We're never going to get any more Sky, Skywalker saga, really, after this. Yeah. So. And we have to wait till December. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't even have a title yet. Right. Right. Which, yeah. which, that's the first thing I want to start with. So, what's the title going to be? Because I, I messaged you guys the other day saying I think it's coming soon, and they wrapped filming as we record this today. Yep. And they usually announce a title shortly thereafter. Yeah, I think today was actually the first photo they had released. Right. The actual, I've seen some stuff online here and there, but so, um, so what do you leaked. what do you think? What's it going to be, Cliff? Oh, well, let's see. Um, can we mathematically figure this out? Yeah, I mean, is there going to be a return I, or a I, revenge? I feel like it's right like in front of us. Is it something force? Is I think it, it's something force. Oh, okay. I really, really do. Um, so I, I've had the Force Awakens. Yeah. The Last Jedi. Yep. So they were all three words. Yeah. Oh, I that's think it's true. Yeah. I'm thinking um, balance of the force. I've I've seen that's that one floating around. I've, I've read that online. Yeah, it and it makes like, a lot of sense. Yeah, that could be that that does that does could be. I don't know. Kylo Hullabaloo. <laughs> Hullabaloo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I feel. Because when we left off, we had um, the remnants of the resistance um, on the Millennium Falcon. Just a few people left. Uh, Ray's there. She has the sacred Jedi text we see stored away. She took out of the tree that Yoda set on fire. Luke is gone. We know Leia is still going to be. There's going to be footage of Carrie Fisher in this movie. Um, So... Kylo Ren is now the supreme leader of the First Order. I, I shared a, a theory with you guys I read online. Uh, it's been several weeks ago, um, which was very Fight Club. And about there's this theory online about how Kylo Snoke was just um, very invented in Kylo's mind that he was using kind of the way... Tyler Durden is and he needed someone to give him yes, orders and yes yeah. which was kind of neat I, I don't believe it one bit but I thought it was neat <laughs> so yeah I don't know I think it's it's definitely something forced to me there's okay now The Last Jedi was in the opening crawl of 
Force, of, of Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah. So if we look at the opening crawl of Last Jedi, could be First Order Reigns. That's how it starts out. I'm just saying. Yeah. Could be. There's a. I think it needs to be a positive. Thing right. This, this is, is the one. This is the one I'm leaning yeah. towards. Here is a spark of hope. That well, hope yeah. would make a would, lot of sense. That would make, make it, sense. It would bookend well. Right into a new hope. Yeah. yeah. That's right Right. Right out of that crawl. Um, those, as I look at it, those are the two things that stand out to me. First mm-hmm. Order Reigns and Spark of Hope I'll, I really like. But, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. Episode 9, please stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Well, we're Do not we think there are... Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you think any concessions have been made because of I, I'm not I'm sure fans don't influence the creation of movies as much as they like to think, but there was a pretty substantial backlash from a lot of corners of the Star Wars fandom. To- They're still toxic is. They're or still not. complaining, yeah. But do do you think that has has that influenced JJ and any of this at all? Do you think they made any kind of concessions to? I will say yes. Backpedal any of this? There's a huge rumor going around now that Ryan Johnson has left. That's the false. Star. It's false. false. He's come out and said right. Otherwise. He okay. said he said immediately. You know who that? It was reported by one site, the Super Bros. And it, <laughs> that sounds legit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was getting their news from the Super Bros, <laughs> but he immediately. Yeah, they, they said he's rumor is yeah. that we came up with ourselves. Uh, the Super Bros, that Ryan Johnson's no longer doing this. See, Star- that's how you win a what? best of contest. Guys, that started rumor. Yes. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're not, he's not going to be doing this Star Wars trilogy and Ryan Johnson going, the most patient man in the universe. <laughs> First off, I want to say, he's so good. They tra- any Anytime he tweets, he gets trashed by a million people and yeah. he just rolls with it. He doesn't care. He knows it's all garbage. He just tweeted, I don't have the exact words, but it was like, I'm, I'm sure they meant no harm. Just something. They were just trying to do their fraternal best to port something. But none of that is and, true. I'm still doing it. And, and just as a reminder, as far as the three of us go, this podcast, we were all fans of The yeah. Last Jedi. We yeah. all liked it. Yeah. Right. To me, the filmmakers or the, the movie itself has nothing to apologize for. Right. But I can also see it's also a product right. for consumers. <laughs> and if a lot of your consumers hated it, whether it was valid or not, you kind of yeah. got to take that into consideration. Like, sure. You can't keep making movies people hate, yeah. even if it is yeah, the biggest brand. Yeah, it was a perfect the... movie. There, no, were, no, there no. were things, you know, we even had t- little complaints here and there, but overall we, we really loved it. But I hope that J.J. and whoever is making the decisions did not take too much of the trolling to heart and decide yes. to, like, decide to step away from the fact of her not being you know connected to somebody i i, I hope they don't say oh now somebody's your father or this right or don't back you know, just it's just done. go yeah. I, I really i'm a big fan of ryan johnson and what he did with that and that really cemented him as you know one a really great creator and i i i just can't believe that they would go far away from that um and, and we have a lot of new star wars even though this will be the end of this trilogy there's a lot of new star wars still coming at us oh i mean we talked about you know they were they were going to back off on the on the individual movies a little bit but well as as master jedi weird al said they'll be making these movies till the end of time right (laughs) we've got new tv series coming out on the disney uh disney plus 
uh, streaming service that at least two uh, uh, Rogue One prequel starring Diego Luna um, is going to bring back Cassian Andor. I've heard rumors about Alan Tudyk possibly coming back to play uh, play the droid. As film clickbait would say, they discussed it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and we have the uh, the Mandalorian um, show. That's kind of the big yeah. name. Pedro out. Pascal. Yes. Uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Is he going to be like the <laughs> like a uh, Happy Gilmore? Is he going to be mentoring him? Yeah. Chubbs Fett. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Are you too good for your home? <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff coming out. Even, you know, we're talking about new comic books that are uh, interworking, introducing um, the new uh star wars lands and, and disneyland and walt disney world right disney is going to pump out a lot of content here yes and they've got it that's fine we love it and it, it seems like so long ago that we all survived the prequels oh there wasn't yeah. social media back then the way it is now right but that was, can you imagine oh my gosh the trashing those would have taken <laughs> And yeah, Lucas just he made, made the movies anything. he wanted to make. Yeah, that's and true. And we all survived it. And there's a generation of kids who grew up with him who really like those movies. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I don't know I don't I don't I really don't want to see a panic move. Yes. Like we're gonna make we're just gonna remake Return of the Jedi. Uh, just yeah. yeah, you like that right? Here it is again. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm excited has- about that. So we had we did a little poll. Yeah, this week on a little traction on this one, I like to see yeah, all like votes. We yeah, I put up. You're all wrong, but I put up a poll hey. saying, uh, "Let's get my wording here." I said, "Unrealistic hypothetical question. You can only watch one of these movies. As for the other one, you never find out what happened. What do you watch? Star Wars Episode Nine or Avengers Endgame?" And I had a feeling how it was going to go, how it was going to lean. Um, but, you know, I, I knew how everybody was going to vote. I felt like I was the one that was had a tougher decision than the two of you. <laughs> I knew Jordan was going to vote for Avengers. I knew Cliff was going to vote for Star Wars. But I was struggling. I put this poll because I didn't know what I would choose. Like, I was really torn. And there is no wrong answer here as far as I'm concerned. These are... Two of the most anticipated movies ever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's not like they're going to be... They're not out at the same time. They're not going to be competing against each no, other. No. That's yeah. why I said unrealistic hypothetical. <laughs> I'm saying if I could only watch one of these movies, though, yeah, uh, what would I pick? And, you know, Cliff, I'm one of the only other Star Wars votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, I was with you. I, as much as I love the Avengers movie, I, I think when we um, did our you know list of the movies coming out this yeah. year i chose my most anticipated was star wars and i i stick with that i it means a lot to me i feel like the those the first it's just the first two in this trilogy are really good i loved them and i'm i really want to see how this and, and this it's a bigger finishes. conflict for you because you know you're so ingrained you've been such a marvel fan right. but you were such you you grew up a star wars fan too you were at that perfect age when you know when in 77 when that came out right there's a lot like again april i'm cut you start watching the kapow facebook page i'm gonna start dropping my top 100 list 
daily, a movie a day, counting it down for a hundred days, and starting the middle of April. And I just wanted to, you know, I there's going to be some Star Wars on there. I don't know how much Marvel's going to be on there. I just I've been I, watching. Get, so every time I watch one, they feel disposable, <laughs> and I go to the next one. You know, it's yeah. like. I, right now, ooh, Infinity War is really up there. Will it make the top 100? But the, well, the maybe it'll one, yeah. get replaced by Endgame. You know, yeah. I they're just they I, just get better, really. A lot of them, but <laughs> uh, it's really nice right now at, at this currently on Netflix to have. I've I've watched Endgame sev- or um, Infinity War several times. I've went back and watched uh, Ragnarok several times. Black Panther a few times. Uh, I've watched watch the Dark War World. If you know, nah, you don't have to. You know, that's, that's you don't <laughs> forget that. Watch, you never forget. Um, <laughs> what's the worst Marvel movie ever? No. Um, and and I've and I've watched Ant Man and the Wasp. That's the other one. I've went back and watched each one several times, and I really enjoy them all. I really do. But they're just Star Wars is at such that core of me from being a little kid at that time period that was when we were talking tattoos that would have been my number three for yeah, you it would have been yeah. a star wars tattoo then the browns then disney if i if i get like mickey mouse holding a lightsaber with a brown helmet on <laughs> yeah trifecta do that do that and get it tattooed in disney while you're getting a haircut <laughs> and boom. i'm from the other angle on it i i think i called i said the, the star wars to me you know i love them growing up but Star Wars to me is those three movies in the original trilogy. And mm-hmm. I called everything since then just bonus Star Wars. We got some extra Star Wars. And I kind of, even though I like these movies a lot, or, you know, I don't like the prequels, but I like these more recent ones and the spinoffs. The and this, sequels. The comic books, the novels, the yeah. cartoons, the action figures. Like, that to me is all just extra to the original trilogy. It never got better. It never added... It didn't make the original trilogy better. It just gave us more. Whereas Marvel, to me, is just building and building and building. I don't know where it's going to end. It might be Endgame, you know, but I don't know that that's the end or not. So, yeah, to me, Marvel is just a wider universe of stuff that matters or stuff that's important and stuff but i mean to the i know to the yes i think it it very simply comes down uh, the the poll will come down to who votes what was your whatever i'm not explaining myself it's just it's just star wars exactly i was like that's what you're the guy that says just star wars you're like marvel matters but i mean you know learning Anakin's backstory did not matter to thinking Darth Vader was cool to the we, other movies. But, yeah. you know, we, they've built, you know, Nick Fury shows up in Iron Man and that has built to 17 other things and it's all a little more reliant on each other. Hmm. Whereas Star Wars is, like I said, just to me, you know, you might say, you know, Clone Wars is as integral as anything and that's a valid argument. But just to me, the original trilogy, it, end, it begins and ends there and everything else is just cool dessert. I think it comes down to what was your first love. That's what it is for me. That it's, probably has a lot to do with it. The Star Wars figures for me were the beginning. Yeah, I, Star I, Wars, He Man, you know, um, GI Joe, Thundercats. Yeah, watching Star Wars in the movie theater, I was six. I didn't really discover Captain America until I was like nine. Yeah. So 
I see what that's you're a, saying. That's a big part of it. So, But it was a pretty cool poll, poll. It's still going on, I think, for the next week. Yeah. Uh, as we speak right now. But, uh, yeah, I always like to see uh, when we get a little bit of attention on, also, on Facebook. Also, as we write today, mm-hmm. as we podcast, I mean, we uh, we had an announcement. We have talked a well, big day a couple, you know, f- few years ago we had uh, Force Friday. Yep. It was in September, I think, that year. It was... Uh, before the September before Force Awakens came out, and it was the, your first chance to get Star Wars merchandise that had to do with this new trilogy. You know, yeah. we, that was basically it was your first chance to go get BB-8. Yeah, you know, <laughs> everybody wanted to run out and do that, and so they had all these figures and everything coming out. And then Captain Phasma, <laughs> yeah. more Phasmas, right? And then before the Last Jedi, it kind of was Constable bare- Zuvio. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh it was barely like talked about before the yeah last they one. tried to do it again and it, it, they didn't promote it the same yeah. way and it just kind of happened and i don't know whether they just didn't have something really great or yeah little. but anyway they're going all out this time it's triple force friday Woo! and they are it's the triple that they're referring to and this is going to be on midnight october 4th so it'll be mark your count thursday night Midnight of Friday, you know, going in October. That's what they did before because I remember commenting. I'm like, that's a school night. Right. Yeah. So the kids aren't going to be there. No. But I'm off that night. So (laughs) that's all that matters. Um, So they're they're triple things. Get that shampoo with Quicon Gin on it or whatever. Right. Whatever they're going to have. They have the, uh, it'll be merchandise for episode, episode nine. Also, the second thing is Mandalorian. Yep, and the third is the video game Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. Yeah, I saw something about that today. So that's your Triple Force Friday. Plus, they're rolling that into matching it up on the same at the same time with, gosh, what did they even call it? It's a Frozen Fan Fest because yeah. Frozen comes out in November. Frozen Two. So, right, for, for, I think. Get it right, Frozen. <laughs> Sorry, uh, in case you didn't know, <laughs> this is the sequel to Frozen. Um, so they're also going to have a bunch of merchandise for Frozen 2. So. And, and right, yeah. And which is, you know, Fro- Frozen was huge. And it wasn't a big movie of the year. Frozen was a big movie of like four years. Like kids went crazy over Frozen. And it was everywhere. Um, but the big thing, you know, being in September, the the frenzy for Star Wars should be building well before that because uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland out in California is set to open in June. Like, it's almost finished. And that is going to... I anticipate just, you know, of course, at least in the Disney community and the Star Wars community, it's going to be a huge explosion when this thing opens up. Like everybody, it's going to be everywhere. You're going to see it, commercials everywhere, advertising. Um, you know, if you're if you follow vlogs on on YouTube and stuff like that, everybody's going to be there. They'll be doing media days and we're this new ride. Um, <sighs> you have Smuggler's Run, which is the it just uh, exploded everywhere. Yeah, uh, I get really excited. <laughs> <laughs> I had to calm myself down. Smuggler's Run is the uh, Millennium Falcon ride that's set to open in Florida and California. The other ride is is uh, the Resistance ride. And it's rumored to be multiple vehicles, a 28-minute experience. 
where you start on a trans. The rumor is you're you're coming in as you go through the line. You get into a transport ship, ride it to your next onto a star destroyer where you uh, switch vehicles to a trackless vehicle. Rumors with a droid. Yeah, I think I read that on that brothers. Yeah, what, Super Bros. Super Bros. Super Bros. <laughs> yeah. They said breaking sure. news. Yeah. Um, and then you know we're talking about full size in a building in the rideshow building. Adats, two full size adats with heads that move and fire at you. I heard they had to take down the hoopty hoo. <laughs> it's so going to be a hoopty hoo. Florida <laughs> and California, they're both called Batu. Yes, they are. So I feel that's a missed opportunity. They're. I, I agree. You could have had two different planets, I totally even if agree. it's the same ride. Yes. Yeah, you could have got your brother. That you could have everywhere. You could have. Yeah, you could have. You doubled your money there. Yeah, People want to go to different on planets. The galaxy, you think I, you would? True. I totally agree. And collect all the merchandise, and I've yeah. been to both right. sectors or whatever. I, you yep. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to be nearly identical. Um, have all the same elements, rides. Um, of course, we're gonna you have know. that Batu East Coast West Coast rivalry. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have like yes. Hard Rock type shirts where you have the location. <laughs> but yeah, so my point being, by the time this. Triple Force Friday comes along. Star Wars should be pretty hyped up. And let's not sleep on free comic book day this year is on May 4th, which is May the 4th be with yeah, you, Star, Wars, Star day. Wars Day. So we're going to have, even starting in May, we're going to be, you know, Star Wars celebrating. Yeah, this is a Star Wars year. We're going to, yes. It's, they're going to celebrate all year building up to this. This is going to oh, be a so big excited. deal. So, I'm so excited. <laughs> He's so excited. I love it. You ready to go again? Okay. Oh, my, my, the bags are packed and my trip is booked. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I think we've. <laughs> uh, expended ourselves on Star Wars. So how about we uh, move on to some streaming? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Okay. So, mm-hmm. streaming. There's all kinds of stuff. You guys, you got to get the DC app. Oh, yeah. DC Universe. Just today, this is Friday. You're going straight from Star Wars and the DC? Yes. I love it. Ah. But just today, uh, February 15th, um, DC premiered their new Doom Patrol show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first episode, an hour-long episode. It, what it, what uh, mm-hmm. kind of comfort top mattress were you laying on when you watched it? I actually watched this before <laughs> I went to work today. Oh, okay. So I had to get in there and watch it before Michael did because he gets really aggravated because I watch him before he does. And then um, on the app, it's it at does, the credits. Or yeah, something. it's at the credits That's or good. at the very end you of it when stop, he turns. like, go back and put it, like, right, like, for the most revealing thing of the... That'd be hilarious. But... Um, yeah, Doom Patrol. So it's kind of like a soft spinoff from Teen Titans, which I liked. It was it was fine, not great, but whatever. Um, really like this though. It's not for kids. Not so much cussing, nothing, but there nothing is. There's a lot. There's way more unexpected nudity in this than I ever anticipated. <laughs> Robot Man. Yeah, he's involved. Um, <laughs> Naked robots. Uh, but this has uh, Diane Guerrero, Matt Bomer, Timothy Dalton, 
Brandon Frazier and Alan Tudyk. Um, the big stars for me, I really enjoyed Brandon Frazier's Robot Man. There's a it gives a lot of detail into his origin where he's just playing um, Cliff Steele, the race car driver. Um, but Alan Tudyk, who plays Mister Nobody, he's the big bad guy in this. He does the entire Jughead style narration through the whole movie and he is awesome really got me into it um i love alan tudyk anyways and everything he's in but um uh they did a little swapping a character like this version of the doom patrol is the chief you've got um elastigirl you've got negative man um robot man and uh crazy jane who I believe she's a newer... I hadn't heard of her. I think that was more Grant Morrison's... Okay. Because these characters have been around since the Silver Age. Right, forever. These were kind of concurrent with X-Men. There's been, like, which came first, Doom Patrol or X-Men? The kind of misfit heroes... Yes. ...with a mentor in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah, it was basically... It's kind of like Swamp Thing, Man Thing. They both kind of just started at the same time, <laughs> basically. So, yeah, these are these are not new characters. And they had no. kind of a renaissance in the 80s at the start of Vertigo. Grant Morrison had a very long run where he turned them absurdist and Dadaist and just, you know, pushed the limits of, of comic books. And so it, they've always been very cult heroes. They've never had yes. a huge... Very strange characters, very weird stories. So recently when they did the Young Animal books from Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance, the, the first book they put out was Doom Patrol because they yep. wanted to get back to that weird... So what flavor are we more Silver Age style or are we weird like acid trip style? No, I I think mostly it's more classic Doom Patrol. Um, there's a lot of the Crazy Jane stuff and, and the actress is very good. And I like you physically see um, when she changes personalities. Like they do a little effect, kind of almost a little blurry thing with her face or whatever but you can tell when she switches um and the actress did a really good job of playing different characters um you know they all have different names and different personalities that type of thing um she has an ability too but um but yeah for the most part it, it felt more silver ages i think there's some stuff in there that's kind of out there um there are some definitely some laugh out loud moments um, absolutely, I think that's going to be the heart of the show. It's absurdness. It, it, it really is laugh out loud. Um, and we're going to get what ten episodes? Is that what what was Titans? I, was uh, yeah, I think Titans was eleven. I want to mm-hmm. say so. I'm not sure how many episodes this that's one. That's what I'm wondering. Going, if we're going to introduce. Yeah, they're going to. We're going to get Cyborg actually oh, okay. in in the Doom Patrol, which is odd because they were introduced in Titans um, with Beast Boy. Okay, he was a part of the Doom Patrol originally and then moved over to the Titans. So they kind of did that during the Titans series. And he's character's not going to, you know, the storyline isn't really available to do that here. So mm-hmm. they've dropped in Cyborg, which is weird to me. But we already have a robot, man. What do you need? A cyborg I know. For? How many do you need? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I the production I thought was really good it was just so much fun i really enjoyed it the only controversy i've seen today it just premiered um they changed the negative man origin a bit and tweaked it um larry trainer 
right? Is that right, Larry? I know his first name's Larry. I want to say it's trainer. He's a he's a test pilot. Okay, so think of you know nineteen fifties era test pilot, and uh, he is married and has children. But we see spoilers. Um, what they tweaked was he has a a secret affair with another man um, in like one of his groundmen in the service. So they, that was a little bit surprising. Um, but it didn't. It's not off-putting. It's not. It doesn't really change the story much. It kind of makes the character more interesting. On you know how he's trying to hide who he is as you know before his accident and the two personalities, and then what becomes of him afterwards with negative the negative energy. So, so that was really good. Sweet. Well, speaking of Gerard Way writing Doom Patrol, another comic book he wrote just came out to Netflix. The Umbrella Academy. That was a Dark Horse series from several years ago. They did two mini-series, and then a third one has just started recently. So it was with artist Gabrielle Baugh. Uh, I bought the first two mini-series. It had a real Hellboy vibe to it that I dug, but I don't remember much. It was so weird and offbeat and mm-hmm. out there. So I... I I haven't seen the, the new series yet. I'm looking forward to it, uh, especially refreshing my memory of what it was even about. I just remember Orphan. Yep. Kind of a skewed superhero superhero story about orphans I, yeah, adopted I, by an eccentric exactly. man. I watched the first two episodes and today. And a monkey. Talking monkey. Wow, you're a pretty good liar. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Guys, he just lied to your Ears. I saw the first 10 minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, we watched the first 10 minutes before we started this, but he just was straight faced, just said he'd never seen it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is a performance. <laughs> we are talking to uh, the well, audience. You're being We're secretly building, judged. We are building. Re- <laughs> I've got secret judges walking oh, around. No. <laughs> I'll never win that prize. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's about. <laughs> It's about children. I still haven't seen it. I saw 10 minutes I'm of joking. it. I'm joking. I watched the trailer, joke. basically. Yeah. yeah, the introduction tells you, I think, right away that like you have um, this group of children <laughs> born into the world. Uh, their common thing is their mothers weren't pregnant the day they at the beginning of the day that they were born. And they all have special abilities. And seven of them are adopted by this, like you said, uh, this uh, billionaire, eccentric billionaire who... Um, he has a monocle, apparently. That seems important to the plot. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, he doesn't anymore. It's lost. Yeah. Let me lay all my cards on the table. I know there's a <laughs> monocle you know. involved. <laughs> and a monkey. We got to the monkey before we stopped. Yeah. Well, no, actually, the in the comic, the big guy who was like yeah. the, the astronaut, he's like a human head on a gorilla body. So oh. Netflix must not have been able to pull off the... <laughs> we we can only animate one monkey at a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I watched the first couple, and I was like... Had I not been busy at work today, that's what I was going to do. Um, but I had to sell some stuff, so I didn't get any further. But I, I'm like really anticipating watching the rest of it this week. I just worried that the books are so weird. I wasn't sure it was going to translate well. It's it's a little strange um, in, a, in a pretty good way. I really like uh, this actor Robert Sheehan or Sheehan. Um, he plays the. Uh, one of the kids in adult form they've grown up and um he's the one that can communicate with the dead and he's he's a junkie 
and he uses drugs to try and, you know, from what I can tell, um, suppress his abilities because so he doesn't have, you know, voices in his head all the time, that type of thing. Um, but I really liked him. Uh, Ellen Page um, plays a pretty big role in it. I feel like something's going to happen with her pretty soon. Um, it's got Tom Hopper who plays the the big guy. You were talking about who is that? I, I know that name, and I don't. I I've seen him in something. And if you see his picture, you'll yeah. Well, I saw it to him for ten. Oh minutes, yeah, that's right. You watched the trailer. Um, I was trying to remember. I've seen him in a. He bunch. was on Game of Thrones. Okay, uh, he was uh, the brother or something. On the gorilla um, body. No, no. Uh, was he Tarly? Sam Tarly, Tarly, yeah, yeah Samuel Tarly. Tarly. Bro, that's what it was. Samwise Gamgee? <laughs> um, Close enough. And, and at some I guess Kate Walsh is in this, Mary J. Blige. Um, so it's got some names to it, Netflix money. It looked big money. Yeah. yeah. It looked yeah. clean and cool. There is one, there's a great shot. From what little I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like you know a lot about Beyond, it. <laughs> if you watch more than 10 minutes of it, there's this great... That's what I want. I admit to watching 400 hours of TV. I don't know why you were I was sitting here stunned. I was like, he's just lying. I haven't seen it. I'm like, what? Expose. Yeah, if you watch a little further, there's this wonderful shot of the kids. They're adults now. They're grown. And they've come back to their to the mansion. He knows that. Yeah, I already saw that. Yeah. But the big guy, Tom Hoppard, Samwell's brother. Uh, <laughs> Tying it all together. Yeah, we're bringing it all around. He, he, he pulls out an old record from the 80s and puts it on, and they all start to kind of dance around. And as the shot pulls back... Um, it's raining now. No, no. It look, no. It it looks like they're, they're in a cutout, like a dollhouse. Uh, and it shows them all in the different rooms of the dollhouse. It's a one like it blew me away. It's a great shot. I was hooked right there. From the <laughs> enormous amount that I watched, I said it looked like Wes Anderson directing a superhero movie. Yeah, okay. And it gave me a vibe of sort of the Harley oh. Hill House, like yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah. family trauma, and but but just with a superhero twist. So that's my uninformed opinion. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if Jordan saw this or not. I thought he might have. But <laughs> I watched a show on Netflix called Russian Doll. I watched exactly one episode. I believe it was 27 <laughs> minutes long, and that's all I've watched. Are you going to tell me what's going on? I keep dying, and Reliving the same night. Does it hurt? <laughs> yes. You seem fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. I'm questioning my own sanity. we got to take the fire escape. I Great. have a fire escape? I have to change my Airbnb oh, listing yeah. then. What was wrong with the stairs? It's a long story involving multiple deaths. Yeah, this is much safer. Huh. I've never lasted this long. It's about a cynical young woman in New York City who keeps dying and returning to the party that's being thrown in her honor on that same evening. She tries to find a way out of this strange time loop, which I uh, like me some Groundhog Day scenarios. So This is... um. What's her name? Natasha Leone from go. Orange is the New Black. Yep. Yeah, she played um, 
Nikki Nichols and uh in that show. But uh she's good in this and it's short. Like I said, it's eight episodes and they're less than a half hour per episode, so you can really burn through them. Um, so I I would say at least watch if you're interested and you know if you watch like I believe it's like the third episode that something significantly changes the story um, and then if you want to follow that it becomes a little more interesting I think yeah from what I saw of the promos and the commercials and the press about it it seemed you know it seemed kind of like that maniac show or something it seemed very odd and weird yeah, I and really trippy liked, I liked and then it may have been even Jesse Starcher shared it on Facebook and said something about Groundhog Day I was like oh, wait a minute I could get into that so yeah. that's why I gave it a chance watch that first episode co-created by Amy Poehler as well hmm. you know, I saw someone describe it as basically dealing with the you know kind of a midlife crisis or the neuroses of women from Generation X so we just we don't have a whole lot of stories like that we deal with well, you can tell it's from women creators. Yeah. It's directed by a woman. It's women writers and things. Like I, you can feel that. There's a lot, I, which I like because you don't see enough of it. It's like a whole new take on things. I, I enjoyed that, and the story is a little more. Uh, it doesn't have such a. This leads to this leads to this thing like a guy would write. It has. It's a lot about like how you would deal with something like this happening and. I I I did enjoy it. I do want to say that I it reminded me that I had bought a book called Replay by Ken Grimwood. It came out in '86, but somewhere along, I mean, I just love time travel. I've, we've said that before, but I I I remember looking on a on a, like Goodreads list. What are the best time travel books? And if you look, you know, I think I looked the other day to check after I read it was like out, out of 600 and some time travel books it's like number five of all time and I've had it for months and never read it because I picked it up and it's set it's written so long ago that you know it's about a guy that uh, dies and comes back 25 years earlier and it, so he supposedly dies in 88 and comes back in 63 and it was so like, oh, I feel like it should be. I want to read the updated version of this. Basically, is how I felt. And I just didn't. Finish, I you know, I only read a page or two and never got around to it. Well, anyway, this show reminded me of it. I read it, and then the thing that happens in like the third episode of Russian Doll happens in this book. Like I was like, oh my gosh, these are so similar. Hmm. But like I said, one is written by a woman and one is written by a guy, and it's totally different. I will say I like the book better, but. But it's it, so. But I also I want to bring that up. It was weird to re, read and watch at the same time. But I did both of those this week, and that book I recommend if you like time travel stuff. It's Replay by Ken Grimwood. Wow, and it's, it's only February. We've already got our book out for the year. Wow! Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have to read anymore. Oh, my God. But I I like Natasha Leone. I remember seeing her. Was that maybe Slums of Beverly Hills? American Pie. Yeah, so she was American very young. Pie is what... But I that that I I, wrote, I don't remember much about that Slums of Beverly Hills, but I remember her was so striking, and she was such a good actress at that young age. I remember thinking, wow, she's gonna be somebody. And then I don't know the tabloid stuff with drugs and problems yeah. leaving Hollywood, but I'm glad she's making a comeback here because she is an excellent actress. Uh, guys, we got Bandersnatched. 
Did we? What? I like saying that sounds cooler than really we got black mirrored. Uh, this whole Bandersnatch thing, did you guys see what they did? No. No. Like, I mean, I like the whole concept of the technology and that and Twilight Zone thing that Black Mirror's doing. Then they came out with that Bandersnatch Choose Your Own Adventure thing. Right. And that, that they came out, like some, I want to say it was like a British um, reporter had been questioning them about it, creators, and he was able to get them to admit this, that they saved all of our choices that we made. Ooh. Right. Like they're using that. They're black mirroring us. So they know that I'm not a bad guy and I didn't want to no, chop they, up my No, they know you eat the wrong cereal. <laughs> but I, I don't know what they're going to use that information for, but they said they're saving all our choices for some use in the future, whether it is for a Black Mirror show purpose or whether it is for to creative purposes, knowing what we like. Our choices. Profile your personality. Yeah, like what? They, I mean, that's when straight the clone up, robots. You know, they're happen. Not that not that every other website is doing the same stuff. You know, advertising <laughs> to us, but yeah, if it's a surprise to you that you're being tracked, <laughs> everything saying, you do in life. I thought that was huh something pretty meta. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, Ray Romano's got a comedy thing on mm. Netflix now. That's the first one he's done in like a really long time. Yeah, it? that's what I guess. I couldn't think of the last one he did. He acted like it had been forever. He goes back to where he first did stand-up, mm-hmm. Comedy Cellar, and there's one around the corner. I forget what the other name of it is, but he he goes back and does half a set at one place and then walks around the corner. About ten minutes later, does the other half and films it all and Put it on Netflix, you know. That Netflix money. It's pretty good. He's funny. Hmm. It's Ray Romano. He's not the best comic ever, but he's, you know, it's very, everybody loves Raymond. It's hmm. complaining about your wife hmm. and stuff. So you're, you're getting what you think you're going to get. But it was it was enjoyable. I like him. He's likable. Still, still think, I got to say this, every time Ray Romano comes up, I hate that they canceled the show Men... Is it Men Behaving Badly? It was a TNT yeah. show for just like a, two or three seasons. No, I don't know. Was him... Was it David Spade? No. No. No, it was him, Scott Bakula, and Andre Brower. And they were just like... Maybe not Men Behaving Badly. Men... No, Men of a Certain Age. Is that it? Men of a... Something like that. They were like... Two and a half men. No, it might have been <laughs> Men of... Men at, men, men, at at work. men at work. <laughs> I think it was men of a certain age. That was probably it. But anyway, it was good. I really liked that show. What else did you watch streaming? Not much. Jessica Jones season two. I'm almost done with. Oh yeah. You know that was um, that was a, a a season where I started to watch it and I was like, I don't think I like this. Months passed. Uh, and out of the blue, I was like, "Well, maybe I'll give it. I'll pick it back up, give it another shot." I'm not watching anything else, and I love the second half of the season. Oh. So if you're feeling like this is not good, there's no hope. Yeah, because I came off Defenders feeling good, like, "Wow, yeah, I love mm-hmm. these characters." And Jessica Jones season one was so good. I'm sure people yeah. are wrong about season two. No, and it's taken me a long time yeah. to get through it. Yeah, the uh, it ends better than you expect. 
The only other thing I was watching is a, a British sitcom called The Inbetweeners. It's, it just ran for three seasons, six yeah, episodes apiece. Uh, I watched some of them years ago, but I, I saw they were all on Netflix, so I went back. Very, very raunchy, very you know teen boys trying to impress each other and lie about their exploits, but very well written and very funny. Hmm. Very British. All right, well, we're done streaming. Let's get some movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under Ruth! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. (laughs) Where do you want to start? (laughs) That was just like three simultaneous sighs. There's so much movie stuff. What do you What do you got there, Cliff? Um. Well, the uh, PBS you put it out on the on the uh, on our page the other day. The Won't You Be My Neighbor premiered on PBS. Now, you'd seen it in the theater, yeah. but Jordan and I had not. And I actually didn't watch it on PBS um, because I wasn't home that night. It was on, like, I was on the weekend. But uh, I caught it on HBO On Demand. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty incredible. It was everything you said. It was a nice look back. Cause, you know, we remember him as, as being the corny kind of cheery guy that oh yeah he has the puppet and stuff but learning about his kind of very steely resolve that he believed in something very strongly and stood up for it and fought for it and continued to when he when he was needed years later for other different things to come out and speak on things he stood up to the plate every time i love some of that old footage you know especially when they were talking um when uh jfk was assassinated and you know that my jaw dropped yeah it was a live television show and and fred rogers you know he didn't didn't beat around the bush he would talk to kids just tell them yeah that pup was like what does assassination mean i was like you would never do that no the rugrats would not be like what do you think guys (laughs) yeah yeah i was very very impressed also showing my age of Trying to think of a cartoon for children. Relevant. <laughs> come up with Rugrats. Uh, that's after me. I would have never said Rugrats. Like, Assassination is like when the Roadrunner jumps out of the way. <laughs> no. Wally Coyote falls and smashes. But yeah, I mean, uh, stuff like that. Um, the inclusion, you know, as a little kid, you didn't realize. But the inclusion of, of the characters on the show that were played by, you know, uh, Officer Clements was played by a, 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 a gay man. Um, and then, you know, started in the, what, 1960s uh, or 70s yeah, there? Yeah, six, yeah, late 60s. 60s. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, and it wasn't about him being gay. He was a black man. Yeah. It was him. about him being black. It was, yeah, about it was him all being black. about him being black, pull, asking him to wash his do you want to put your feet in the pool with me? Right. Because at that time, you were, you know, blacks weren't allowed to swim with whites. And yeah, and you had, you know, su- such seg- controversy. Yeah, yeah, segregation. And, you know, like you said, hotel pools, we had people throwing acid in pools if, you know, if there were two different people of uh, and, different colors and swimming it's just in the pool. Such a, that's such a, that's so epic. 
but Mr. Bringing- Rogers doing epic things <laughs> yeah. to be have a show and say I am going to bring on this guy and I'm going to we're going to both put our feet in just this two inches of water, but that's such a momentous thing to and do. To me, that is the best example of his faith. It's not preaching. It's not saying mm-hmm. my way or the highway. It is living his faith and demonstrating what it means to be a man with values and morals. And like, yeah, he he touched a lot of lives and did it the right way without strong arming and yes. saying this is how you should believe. It was just action. Speak louder yep. than words. Yeah. And that yeah, the, the little kid in the wheelchair. I remember that so vividly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid and like you know. You didn't see there wasn't a kid in a wheelchair on Sesame Street back then, or mm-hmm. you know there was no one in my school in a chair like that. So it just normalizing it. It's like yep, some people are differently you know, have different abilities. So yeah, I just and, decades and decades of that. And, and you know there was a lot of stuff. You know I didn't realize he quit doing the show after a while and was trying to do um, something kind of similar focused towards adults that seem apparently is lost in time somewhere i'd never heard of that wasn't a success at all but but yeah he wasn't afraid to to go out there and and do you know do the stuff he felt was important so it was just you know this little station in pittsburgh pennsylvania it was kind of neat you know even though he'd passed on by the time they did the movie but to have his his kids his sons his wife but but the people that worked on the show there for years and years and years and get their opinion of him and and what they thought of Fred Rogers. And, yeah, even the, like those burly dudes with tattoos. Right. Like, you, know, you don't ever say a bad word about Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and like you had mentioned in, during your review of the like him going in front of Congress and like yeah yeah there are people like they'll say Fred Rogers saved PBS like PBS may not have survived to this day if he hadn't you know been the voice of reason. So yeah. I mean, that guy's demeanor changed so much after listening to Mr. Rogers. I was like, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly enjoyed it. Um, Did anyone's opinion change on the meow meow voice? You know, you know it was funny because <laughs> I've told that story about my dad before on the show. Oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, my dad hated Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and... And I, I always thought it was Daniel Tiger, like that was my memory, but it wasn't. It was, it was Henrietta Pussycat yeah. or whatever right. she was called. And when she spoke, she would, you know, every other word was like meow, meow, meow. And you know, we're gonna let's let's go look at the tree, meow, meow, meow over here, meow, meow. And my dad hated it. It drove him nuts, and I knew it. So I would go around the house, you know, talking like that just to piss him off. Is that why they call you cat daddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> but yeah, it was so funny when that popped up. I was like, oh my gosh, that wasn't even Daniel Tiger. That I was, I've been wrong all these years. It was, so, it was a different puppet. <laughs> What's funny, I remember everything wrong. <laughs> and I am in touch with the kids because Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood is still going on. Yeah, it's a, like it's a cartoon. it's very popular. Yeah. My nieces like that a lot. So, so yeah. His influence still being felt today. But yeah, it was pretty cool because that... That particular day um, that I I watched that, I had just watched one of my favorite documentaries that Jordan has laying here because I let him borrow. It's called The Boys. We've mentioned it before. When when Justin was on the show, he, you know, of course, has seen it and had a copy himself. But I just watched that, and uh, it just kind of had me in this, you know amazing mood that I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to check HBO and see if I can stream, stream that Mr. Rogers doc. So I went ahead and did that and like, man, it was a powerful combo that day. So 
<laughs> he exploded. Um, it's going crazy at my house. Hey, it's we're probably right around Oscars time here when we're this episode's coming out. Whether it's before or after, I just want to point out that the Oscars do not know what they're doing, and I wish they'd quit messing. And up. if if Clutch MOV were the Oscars, our award would be given out during the commercial. Right. They the Oscars continued to <laughs> announce to, and retract to a movie so nobody's ever things. heard of. <laughs> I know, like so many people, don't care about award shows. First off, and for the most part, I don't. But the Oscars are special to me. I grew up watching the Oscars. I love movies. This is the Super Bowl of Oscars or whatever, you know, of uh, movies. for movies. And you get to, you know, see... I, there's so many classic speeches. And when you watch the flashbacks of people winning awards that they'll show, it's, it brings a lot of nostalgia and things. And I like the celebration of it. You yeah, know? I, I don't put but, stock in the actual awards, like right. letting it's, it dictate what movie I like better. It's the pop and circumstance. Like the, you know. Oh, this guy definitely deserves an Oscar. And I like the history of it, tying the brand new movie into a movie from 100 years ago. So, yeah, I like the continuity of it all. Hollywood is just right. one long tradition. And I like when it's like a million hours long. I don't care. I, they're the only so- thing that drives me crazy is the... You get you know thirty seconds to give a speech where they have comedians go up right. and do little bits. Yeah. They have an opener, do a monologue that drags on. They have musical numbers that go. I tune in to watch the people win. Right. Yeah, the actual they, acceptance speeches that they always cut and off. And they have a life changing moment, and there's drama and emotion, and like okay, get on with it. It's like what? That's what I'm paying to see. I don't yeah. care if it's a cinematographer or you know the superstar. Well, you're right. That's the stuff. If they want to fix something, that's what they need to fix. No more bits. No more bits. You don't have to bring in the people next door watching a movie or order pizza for everybody or take the biggest selfie. I don't need any of that. Give Let the people accept the rewards. Use the regalness of it. Let the, it, it doesn't have to be the Super Bowl. It doesn't have to be everybody has to watch in the yeah, world. Like, oh, the ratings are down. Yeah, we don't what have to appeal to the masses. Make? You're never going to get 30, 40, 50 million people like you used to. Nothing is. So let whoever wants to watch it wants to watch it the way it's always been, you know, without all the crazy stuff. Don't announce somebody to host before searching anything about them, you know. Just do it right. Well, they did. Well, things that they have that they announced last year they were going to do best popular film. No, they're not doing that anymore. Yeah. That's just where they make themselves look dumb. We're like, we're going to do this to fix it. Oh no, we're not doing that. Oh, Kevin Hart's going to host. No. No, he's not going to do that anymore. Uh, well, we're only going to let two of the songs, best songs, perform. No, okay, everybody complained about it. We're not going to do that either. We're going to actually let everybody, all those songs perform, which is the way it should be. We're oh, we're not going to present all 24 categories. We're just going to do some of the commercials. And everybody complained about it. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to, they fixed all that. Now if they could just figure out how to not give awards to Bohemian Rhapsody, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're out of luck there. <laughs> anyway. That was our one negative comment about our Poobah Awards. <laughs> we heard from yep. an irate listener whose name we will not mention. Right. Ever. Was not pleased that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't make your top 100 well, I just list. can't get past the teeth. I, I, that <laughs> but teeth in all fairness, much like Umbrella Academy for me, you have not seen Bohemian Rhapsody. You were not. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, 
You were not even ten minutes. Yeah. Of it. I've just seen the clips of the. It's up for editing, and there, if the clips I shared, that is the crappiest editing. Yeah, ever. but you didn't see the rest of it, right? It, I saw. It might be the, some of the greatest editing you've ever I, okay, seen. Okay, well, we, Jordan and I were discussing that <laughs> people, you know, movies get credit for different reasons, and obviously, if a movie makes you feel good, and that is something that you based on how much you like a movie, you are perfectly welcome to do that and it's legitimate that is a legitimate reason to like a movie like if you enjoyed it you enjoy queen and they did a good job of who it who doesn't enjoy queen right exactly i love queen then yeah. that movie is a success right then it's successful i just question awarding it when there are so many good movies that came out this past year but well, like I said, I didn't see it, and I, I hate people that complain about stuff like that. So, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there. I mean, you only saw a hundred movies, so you can't get up to see all of them. Right. So obviously, there's going to be I a tried, few guys. I tried. left. Yeah, you got to leave some for the rest of us. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I think they should start awarding stunt men and women. That would be cool. You know, they should just Best celebrate movies. CGI performance. Okay. This is my regret of the of this past year. When we did our movies coming out this year, apparently there's a movie coming out this year that somehow we missed. I don't know when it comes out. I don't think that's possible. It says 2019. But did you guys see that there's a movie coming out called Slacks? <laughs> I almost wish I hadn't told Liam you. Liam Neeson is a pants salesman. I wish I had not told you the title before I told you the description. Because then you, because if I, the opposite, you'd have been like, you're lying. You remember a sisterhood of the traveling pants? Oh my. This has got to be something like that, only it's a horror movie. I'm going to read you the description. When a possessed pair of jeans oh my God. begins to kill the staff of a trendy clothing store, Shouldn't I'm, it guessing, be called I'm guessing Hot Topic. <laughs> it is up to Libby, an idealistic young sales clerk, to stop its bloody rampage. <laughs> It's called Slacks. S L A X X. That sounds amazing to me. I just, I'm on board. It's a Canadian. That's movie. some screenwriter on Hollywood <laughs> looking for a break and bought a pair of pants that were too tight. He's like, right. oh, these pants are killing me. Oh, boom. Wait a minute. I just wrote a movie. Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so keep your eyes peeled for Slacks. Well, how do you think it goes down? How's the. How's, How's that plot go now? How do these pants kill people? Well, I'm guessing there was a serial killer were wearing them when he was executed, and the spirit of that serial killer was imbued in into the slacks. Mm -hmm. They were donated to some goodwill type situation. A serial killer, right? Killed someone and donated his pants to goodwill. <laughs> no, after he was killed in the electric chair. You know that stuff. After gets, was right. he wearing the pants? yeah? He was wearing the pants when he got in the electric chair. Right? Yeah. And then they take that strip makes as them much off sense. of his burnt corpse. <laughs> right. And put well, there are also the macabre like collectors who collect things. You know, like John Wayne Gacy's art and whatever. So there would be people who would want those pants. <laughs> and I have officially put more thought into this. Than <laughs> I, know, I this like movie. it. I'm, I want to follow this thread. <laughs> I have so, to imagine. They run you to death. Like, you can't stop oh, running. Oh, they probably... Ne yeah, they... <laughs> they just keep moving your knees yeah. around like... Ah. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Possessed pants. Okay. Million dollar idea. And got, what else you got? Movies. And by million, that's like a horrible box office Did you guys tape. hear about that uh, Aquaman horror movie? Yeah. The Trench? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Of the 15 different characters and races and tribes mm-hmm. that ran that movie, that was not the first I would have thought for. Well, they got a lot of critics really talked about that sequence. Oh, yeah, the scene was cool. Yeah, like that was the biggest deal. And I was like, eh. And that was straight out of the comics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the trench was a... It's a thing. Yeah. But anyway, they're making a whole movie about it, like a horror movie mm-hmm. about it. There's not going to be any Jason Momoa in it, yeah. apparently. But I don't know. I will say it's instead of doing this cookie cutter stuff that they keep doing, at least it's an original idea. But it's as like, far as, that's almost like Marvel doing the Chitari. Like, let's follow the Chitari and what they're up to. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's better than that. I'm a little, I would be more excited for this than the Chitari. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know. Or the Ewoks. Let's just make a movie oh, just okay. about Ewoks. Oh, I'm on board. Yeah, I was just like, shut Yub it nub. Down. That's a horror movie. <laughs> Yub <laughs> nub. <laughs> hey, do you guys remember that? Sh- this is a- I saw this months ago, but I've had it in my notes here. Remember that movie, Force Majeure, Swedish movie? How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think how I said that. Do you remember Was me this saying the something? Movie? Yes, the avalanche. I remember. See Cliff, Cliff Steele. Uh, where the they're at a resort or whatever, and they're sitting at the outside eating on the deck, and there's avalanches that they you know they cause them on purpose or whatever these avalanches to fall. And anyway, they fall and they're not supposed going to harm anyone. They fall like below the you know place but they, they it looks like they're about to get taken over by an avalanche and the husband takes off running and leaves his wife and kids at the table george costanza stuff. right oh yeah totally knocking the old ladies over <laughs> going out the door and uh he anyway so they spend the rest of the trip like you were going to let us die you know you abandoned us type thing. so anyway they're remaking that i guess and it's got a i heard heard at the time that they were saying that it's going to be Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the couple or whatever. So, you know, Americanization of it or whatever. So I'm kind of curious to see how that can... This is a pretty good movie, but I I would like to actually... Sometimes I, I'm like, it's cool to... I like the foreign version just fine, but I would like to see this one done. That's all I have for movies. You got something else. I mean, I saw Glass. Yeah, Nobody that's else the saw only one we've been kind of hyping glass for a while and you're the only one who got out to see it. I did see glass and I honestly was not expecting a whole lot. I felt like I'd seen too much of the trailers, wished I hadn't. And, um, but he actually came up with a good idea. Like I like the idea of how it ended, like what his point to it was. But, I, the execution wasn't there for me. Like I, I just feel like he had a really good idea and uh, didn't execute it well. Is it open ended enough that you was he thinking there's more to this story or is this kind of capping a, a two decade old? Idea? Yeah, oh, it's both. <laughs> like I don't think he's going to tell any more story to it, but it's also the end of this trilogy. Okay. Um, and there was neat things about it, and it was it. But some of it was just a drug. There was thing. There's too much of some things. Too. It could have been. I. It's just like I feel like you 
I would have loved to have handed you the script and say, fix this. You know, because he's got some problems here. Put some haunted pants in there. Yeah. I just feel like he didn't, <laughs> he, he needed somebody else fixing this for him. That's been my problem with Shyamalan for a while. That his eye and his, the look of his films are amazing. He's a wonderful visual director. Yes. But there's no one reining in his script writing. Mm-hmm. And he just has bad habits and he needs someone to say, hey, why don't we do it this way? Right. I'm not I saying agree. that person should be me. I wouldn't turn down the job. Well, I was going to give it to you, but... Uh, so, since we were talking about glass, we got to do one of our fave segments. One job. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? You tosser. You had one job to do. What did we decide we were going to do? Does anyone else not know half of those references? Like, I don't know what any of those are from in that drama. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Well, I know the yeah. B movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's uh, from Galaxy Quest mm-hmm. is Sigourney Weaver. Yep. Ah. And, because I think I sent that to you. You did. <laughs> and I sent you that. Uh, uh, what else is He's there? a tosser. Um... Because I hear that every time we do it, I'm like, I need to ask Cliff what those even are, and I always forget. It's been too long. So I thought, and I kind of, I kind of zone out now when I play them. I've heard them all so many times. <laughs> so I thought I'd, you know, derail the podcast. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Hey, that's what this is. So what's what our we one decide? job? This is our segment where we pick one famous person and decide on a singular performance or work of art they've done. That will stand the test of time. That defines their career, and everything else they've done disappears from the planet. There's the one job. <laughs> you can't say it any better. Good job. It's almost like I titled this perfectly. It's one job. Okay, so what do we, what are we doing? What would we decide? Well, there's three big actors in Glass. I don't know. Oh, Those are three gosh, big, yeah. tough yeah. decisions. Yeah. Let's just do Bruce Willis. We got to get him in the. He's book. the big one. Bruce. He's got the most out there. I'd get him in the. I book. mean, Sam Jackson has a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I'm sc- I don't want to be here all night. Yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> do Bruce Willis. So, moonlighting. moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> Same time, we're like moonlighting instantly. Moonlighting. <laughs> That's I think that was a clip from Ninja Turtles. He's been in 122 films. Oh my gosh. So like like when we do these movie lists or whatever, like I went back through IMDb and looked at all the movies that came out. He was in like two movies this year that just went to DVD. Or like, <laughs> what was he doing? He makes a ton of movies like yeah. that that are just little low budget action things. Or he's a cop or a fed or something. Yeah, he's been in so much stuff. I'm gonna start listing off some titles as I work my way up his list here. Hearts War. Oh my gosh. These are, uh. Whole nine yards, whole ten yards. Yeah. Perfect Stranger. Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, I never saw that. Last Man Standing was like old-timey shootout things. Yeah. The Kid. Mercury Rising. Bandits. With uh, that guy. The Kid. The kid. That the, was a Disney movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know it. Um, Hudson Hawk. Yep. Look Who's Talking. <laughs> the Jackal, Tears of the Sun, Cop Out, 
cop out. Uh, Jeez. Last Boy Scout. I was going to bring it up. Uh, Gosh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. That was movie Red. Yeah. Uh, Red 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did the voice on some animated stuff over the hedge, Lego movie. Um, Expendables, he was in some of that. Trying to skip some things here. Armageddon, that's a big one of his. Yeah. Um, I don't want to close my... 12 Monkeys. Oh! <laughs> I had a favorite, but... Mm, that's mm. a toughie. Fifth Element. That was up there, too. <laughs> I never got into that movie, Fifth Element. Really? People love it. Sin City. Yeah. He was very good as a yeah. Hardigan. Sixth Sense. Looper. Ugh. Unbreakable. These are all great movies. I know. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Moonrise Kingdom. And probably most well known for Die Hard. Yeah. So I'm not hiding anything out there. There's all the Die Hard movies, of course, but. I'm sure we wouldn't and him, yes yeah. if you pick him for Die Hard 1 he exists you get all the other ones multiple so if, you know, if you're trying to play the game <laughs> you know so just spends what if you want to yeah I got it I know what I uh yeah I mean I love 12 months. Yeah, some really good movies there Last Boy Scout is a that's a really good movie I highly enjoyed Damon Wayans and yeah as we talked about Frank before Frank Fire <laughs> there are not a ton of movie stars anymore mm-hmm. that like you just recognize you go to the movie because yeah, that, that person the, what's is what's opening all oh, that Bruce yeah. Willis movie you don't yeah. even care what it's about it's just you know he might not be that anymore as much but for a time yeah and I love I love all Kevin Smith's stories of him working on Cop Out. Like you yeah. heard, you hear how about what he's he what he's really like. So you lose a little bit <laughs> of your love for him. But yeah. yeah, to me, he's what he did starting with Shyamalan, and he kind of left behind some of the action stuff where he became a very quiet, subdued actor. Yeah. You know, in Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, and several movies after that, Pulp Fiction, even it's he's a very quiet. Whereas you know Sam Jackson and you know all the characters in Pulp Fiction are big and loud, and he is very small and quiet. So he does that really well. But then he can turn on a dime and do something like you know Hudson Hawk or Fifth Element, where he's exasperated and you know on the edge of his even moonlighting. It's you know he does comedy very well. Mm. So he 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 has range. Blind for, Date. That was a it just when you said moonlighting, that just popped in That's my head. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I Rebecca I thinking, thought or, of that too. Um, was it Rebe- was Rebe- Kim Basinger? Kim Basinger. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I remember my Sorry, mom, I just, my mom it, going to see that and coming back and telling me all about that movie. Like, yeah, that was that, good. Saying how funny it was and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I think we're just—I mean, kidding ourselves. There's so many on there that I agree. Like, I could easily pick. I mean, I'd love to. I hate to ever mess with Pulp Fiction and. I, and course i love 12 monkeys fifth element's a classic you know sixth sense is great and you know his career changed with that movie um but i'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there that i i feel like this is my easiest vote yet as far as iconically what is associated with bruce willis and i would hate to lose 
is Die Hard. Mr. McLean. John McLean. Yeah. Uh, um, even though as the movies went on, I liked them less. Um, but that that first Die Hard really, I mean, we talk about, a, you know, as a, a known entity, that is a Christmas movie now. That's what it's considered. People love this movie. And so many quotable lines and iconic imagery. The sequels kind of forgot about what was great about the original. They forgot what John McCain's character really was. John McLean. Yeah. Not John McCain. <laughs> it's a different guy. <laughs> he was great too. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? But he was the everyman. Yeah. So I, you could... You could teach a class on screenwriting just using the Die Hard script. It is a perfectly constructed screenplay as far as how to build a movie. It sets up literally everything you need to know in the first 10 minutes or less. You learn about his family, his relationship, why he's in L.A., why his shoes are off, why there's a guy in the parking garage in the limo. Like It sets everything up from the get-go. And then Hans walks in, boom, there's the inciting incident, and things just build from there. And it, it goes little by little. It has to, he doesn't want to, he wants to go hide, and he's pushed. Like, that's what happens. A good character doesn't just decide, I'm going to go fight the, the terrorists. No, he has to be pushed. He has to go try to save his wife and go little by little until finally he's jumping off exploding roofs <laughs> and swinging on, you know, the, the fire hoses and stuff. So it doesn't start there. The sequels are all like John McCain, John McClane, superhero who can do anything and you know, yeah. you know, drive trucks off roofs and stuff. Like Maverick. no, but yeah, that original Die Hard is the best action movie ever made for my for my money. It it changed action movies from the eighties, like Rambo style, Chuck Norris style, to a guy who can sit on a sink and cry about his wife and like apologize to her and have this emotion like. You know, Stallone is not doing that scene in any of his movies, so it changed yeah. what an action hero could be. And Yo, that's pal, all got a minute. Shoulder. I'm here, John. Listen, man, I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. I want you to do something for me. Um, <clears throat> I want you to find my wife. Don't ask me how. By then, you'll know how. Uh, I want you to tell her something. I want you to tell her that um, I told her it took me a while to figure out uh, what a jerk I've been but um, that that when things started to pan out for her I should have been more supportive and uh should have been behind her more. Oh, shit. Tell her that, um, that she's the best thing that ever happened to a bum like me. She's heard me saying I love you a thousand times. She never heard me say I'm sorry. I want you to tell her that, Alan. I want you to tell her that uh, John said that he was sorry. Okay? 
You got that, man? Yeah, I got it, John. I love 12 Monkeys. If you haven't watched that in a while, go back and watch it. It's a terrific performance, but to me, nothing touches Die Hard. Yeah, I I, I have a lot of love for Armageddon. Um, it's silly. It sounds. It feels silly to say that nowadays, but when that movie came out, of course, it was a huge hit. We went to the theater and saw it, and I just I thought that movie was great. I remember we, we had on VHS... We watched it over and over and over again. Didn't want to miss a thing. That's right. <laughs> I got a slow clap. I, <laughs> one of my one of my favorite things that ever happened on vacation. We were at Disney World one time. Was the, I there? Uh, no, you weren't there. Um, this was a different time. Having a hoot nanny. But it was the first time we had uh, ever. I don't think ridden, we've said that right yet. I still don't remember what it was. Hoopty do oh. review. <laughs> Actually, it's the Hoopty Doo musical review. Oh, okay. But uh, having a yippee, <laughs> they uh, there was a new a new ride, a new attraction in Epcot called Mission Space. It was brand new at I the love time. It. Yeah, I do not like that attraction. But you don't like Mission Space? No. Oh God, no! Would it's make a, you sick or it's something? a vomit machine. Oh, I loved it. Um, but it was brand new. Um, at the time we were there and one of my cousins, my oldest cousin was there and you know, as, as everybody, you put you in a little pod for people. Still voice or something. No, what no. are we doing? They, they, <laughs> he's coming around to get to the kid. He was going to sell the kid. Uh, they, they, they put you in a little pod of four people, right? A little capsule to and simulate. Shoot your own and everybody, everybody, Billy in Bob that, Thornton. <laughs> everybody in that pod has a job. You have a commander, a pilot, a engineer, whatever. Um, and, and, but uh, you have to stand in a little circle. So as we're standing in this long hallway, my cousin and me and my wife and Steve Buscemi, I think, Owen Wilson. I think Cooper, maybe, um, he was probably little then, but, um, or would have been little then, but anyways, we're standing there and we're, <laughs> and you're about to, you're about to go on your space mission, right? And it's very, I love very, one job. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it all comes back to Disney. Oh, there's a Disney story for everything. And you're so you're standing, you know, on your little number according to where you're going to go and sit in this long hallway. This it's just a big circle. Astronauts. Can you just see it, folks? And yes, and and my cousin, it's just completely silent. My, and this is about that time, shortly after that movie is a big deal, and my cousin starts to sing, going on a jet plane. <laughs> And he had me rolling because I was such a fan of that movie. Right, it was such yeah. a big moment of that right. movie. Packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. And then Alicia put out animal crackers out of her purse. Yes. It's exactly what happened. So kiss me and smile for me. Let me know you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never... Let me go. Yeah, that's that's a good fun movie. They uh but on a jet plane. Don't know I'll be back again. So we're all are we all agreeing or are you going to kid? I don't know Am I going what? With Disney's Oh the kid? No, not the kid. (laughs) Old big hairy stamper. Boy don't take anything seriously. Yeah. Reminds me of a guy I used to know. Um, no, it's it's Die Hard. Okay, 
So we stretched that out long enough. So I don't think anybody's going to argue with us on that. It's going in the books, folks. Bruce Willis will be forever remembered as John McClane. Jordan. Henry Clay. <laughs> he got me. Still the cowboy. Mr. McLean, Americans all alike. Well, this time John Wayne does not walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. It's Gary Cooper has enough jokes. You'd have made a pretty good cowboy yourself, Hans. Oh, yes. What was it you said to me before? Yippee Kaye, Muck. <laughs> <laughs> Happy trails, Hans. All right. We did it. Yeah, another one. That was fun. Yeah, so, uh, Thanks for listening again, and uh, we. This, I think we're going to be getting back to before Riverdale comes back. Yeah. We we'll have to you, cover that do last. Do you realize episode. we've done two episodes and not said the word Riverdale? Yeah, it's amazing. In two right. episodes, I know. So yeah. we're going to remedy that next time. Let's we'll get back to that and get you all set up for after the little winter break they took, and let yeah. you know what's going on in that secret bunker. Well, next right. Bizarro Dale is Bizarro our next. Dale. We're going to cover Bizarro Dale. So before that happens, everybody needs to go out, and if they haven't already, on your podcatcher, your iTunes, your Google Play, your whatever, and subscribe to the show. Um, Tell your friends, spread the word, local, mid-Ohio Valley, email us. We got that new email address, guys. Let's break that sucker in. It's not even the... the, (laughs) I'm going to keep wanting to say the... Uh, Kapow, the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you want to hear, what you want to hear more of, less of. Got opinions? What did we screw up? We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll either say your name on the air and tell us what you said, or we'll keep it anonymous. If you just have some anonymous beef with somebody, we'll start beef. Ooh, so, yeah. What do you think about the dueling ogres and how terrible right. they are? Tell us. <laughs> We got to stoke that rivalry with our rival podcast. We don't podcast. Even care if one of the ogres call, you know, writes to complain about the other ogre. <laughs> that would be amazing. Have literal dueling ogres. <laughs> oh, that's good. But nobody better say a bad word about Jesse Starcher. That's right. have mm-hmm. to talk about. All right. Thank you, everyone. This was fun. I think <laughs> my name's Jordan Lowe. <laughs> oh, it's not playing. Cliff, Cliff Steele, Miller Barnes, Disney. Yeah, all that. All that stuff. <laughs> this is probably going to be called. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> what are you going to call this? Oh, I've done. Hit the wrong button. Call this uh, Unexpected Nudity or Chubbs Fet. Or both. Which one? Unexpected Chubbs. <laughs> now you're just making stuff up. What, what did you have written down? Unexpected nudity. Yeah, you said that at one point. Oh, okay. Murder pants. Then I thought your uh, murder pants. I thought your porn name was going to be Cliff Steele or Alan Tudor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm set. Bye forever.
while the Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Worst send-off ever. <laughs> that was great. Jeez. Now we take off our shoes and put on our sweater <laughs> and settle yes. into Riverdale. Get in the Dale. <laughs> to make some Dale. <laughs> All right, now let's make some damn...